0: Welcome to The Home Medic, you're listening to the segment on mold. Welcome to The Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your kids out of the hospital. Heidi Hansen. We're back. We're back so I want to cover in this segment about if you're going to sample or if you hire somebody who is sampling your home for mold, what you should know or what you should watch the guy do just to make sure that he actually knows what he's doing.
1: Which is always a good idea because yes. as we've shared in the past, experts are sometimes just self-made do-it-yourselfers <laughs> out trying to make a buck.
0: Yeah, you've heard about the definition of an expert <laughs> what there, is it? there are it. a number of them one of them is he's a drip under pressure
1: oh, okay.
0: another <laughs> definition of an expert is a guy from out of state <laughs> so yeah especially in the mold business i mean in many of the trades there are some slime balls but in, there are more of them in the mold business
1: and then and then there are experts which really can help you get something done in a lot shorter time and, and technically save you money if you don't know what you're doing
0: so let's say that you are the homeowner, maybe you're having some sort of lung issue, and you're wondering if you've got a mold problem in your property.
1: I'm wondering, and I'm so scared, because I know if I call somebody, it's going to cost me three to $500, and right. so I just don't do anything.
0: And how about if I was to tell you that you could do equally well with the training I'm about to give you for under $100?
1: That would make me smile. That would, well, anything and we can I do would, would make you. Heidi smile. We're not worthy. <laughs> so go, Garth, I'm go.
0: gonna I'm going to describe this us. using an example that I'm actually presently involved with. I have an old friend. He's been, you know, he's he's been a realtor for a thousand years. He's known me for... About 990 of those.
1: Ooh, is one of you called Noah and the other called Abraham or something? Yeah, or? I would be <laughs> Just, Noah. And how
0: long did they live? Yeah, we've both been around the block once. But he called me up and he still owns a building that he used to have a real estate agency in. And they were complaining that people were going to the hospital. Mm. And there was lung issues. So he calls me up and he says, I think we've got, you know, maybe mold. I would like you to find out those results should actually come back from the lab today. So it is this fresh. Oh, boy. So I went over there and the first thing I did is I looked at his roof. He has a flat roof. So that's a problem right there. And it all drains towards the area where they're having the most problems.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: And then I was talking to the guys there, and they basically uh, uh, told me that a part of the molding that is actually on the ceiling was dripping onto a paper. Oh, um, more problems! And so I actually saw this piece of paper that was wet. They didn't show it to me, but I saw it. What kind
1: of was it? A paper?
0: It was actually just an eight and a half by eleven paper.
1: Just a single paper.
0: Yeah, that was on a stand, and you could see that it had been wetted, and then there was some more papers behind it that were less wet. I see. So, yeah, that kind of corroborated. But in my own experience, I found that what is often blamed as mold can often be something else. In one case, uh, you know, and I've talked about this story in some of the other podcasts. Candle factory, and one of our mutual friends from high school, and she thought it was mold. In her case, yes. it was raccoon urine and feces. So and it wasn't the mold that time. And mice, yeah. So I had that in mind as I went there, and I went looking in the attic for signs of raccoons, didn't see it. Mm. And the fact that we actually have the water draining to the area above the problem tells me that this one is more of a mold thing.
1: Yeah, at least but it I looks also, like it, huh? How's yeah. The signs.
0: I did check actually for carbon monoxide as well. Oh. Because the furnace, I figured it might be old, and I wanted to make sure the furnace wasn't causing the problem. Right. That turned out not to be the case either. And then I used my thermo camera just to make sure there was no surprises in the areas above these offices.
1: Now, uh, what does a thermal camera do? I've never heard of that.
0: Basically, it's if a wall is warmer, it will show uh, a particular color, and if it's colder, it'll show a different color. So what does that mean as far as mold? Sometimes maybe you can have water ponding in a particular location, and that area is going to be colder because it's damper. I see. So the thermal camera will show that.
1: Oh, fascinating. And
0: for example, if you're pointing that maybe at a exterior door and it's 10 degrees outside like it is now today. Right. You can see where the leaks are coming in from the door because there will be one particular area that is
1: more blue? More blue. So blue for cold, red for hot. Right. Makes and sense. so,
0: you know, based on all that, I pretty much eliminated everything but the mold as being the potential cause, and then we'll get those results back. So here's what I did. There was two offices in the northwest corner of this building. Mm. They were both complaining about it. And so I put the sample up about, I'm going to say about thirty inches from the floor. You want to have it be off the floor because otherwise we're going to be sucking up the dusts and you know the lints that are actually on the floor.
1: Oh. We're looking
0: for mold, so we want to have this be up a little bit. And the test equipment, and you can get your own from Amazon. I have the links to it of course my website homemedsa.com. But whatever you use and wherever you get it from, you want to have it be off the floor. The lab that I use, they'll actually give me the equipment as a loaner for free if they know that I'm going to return the sample back oh. to them.
1: Now, is that just because you're a professional, though?
0: I, is that something they would do
1: for a homeowner?
0: I don't know if they will do that for a homeowner or not. and I, You know, if you live in... Iowa or Oregon, I doubt that they would ship it, but there may be those sorts of labs. How big of a deal is
1: the equipment? I didn't even imagine there being any equipment. I just figured it was something you could stick on the wall for five minutes. Yeah,
0: no. The reason why the equipment is important is because you are bringing in a precise amount of air at a precise speed. Oh. so that you you know exactly what you've sampled. If you actually just stick something on the wall, you're relying on any molds to find its way over to this to canister. To attracted...
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. It and, would attract itself, but maybe not.
0: And so it's much less reliable.
1: So it's not like just a little dipstick or a pregnancy no. test type thing.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, with the one that I use, you're actually going very precisely at 15 liters per minute for 10 minutes. And then they know that 150 liters have been filtered through this sample. I see. And again, that's off the floor a little bit. And then I also sampled outdoors. And I talked about this in one of the previous segments. The reason you sample outdoors is so that you can have something to compare it to there is and will always be mold in any air that you sample. Mm. So really to have a true understanding of what's going on, there needs to be a what's called a background test or a, a test of air that is considered to be normal, and that's outdoors. Obviously, you know, in an area, outdoor air is pretty much going to be the same Right. So, um, so how much
1: do you think it would cost to rent that equipment if if the company wasn't going to loan it to you free? Do you have any idea what that's going for?
0: I'm just going to throw a name out there. It's ALS. I love those guys. Okay. Great well, at customer maybe service. Maybe on something
1: like this we should share a name because otherwise people are going to be baffled. They're not going to know yeah. where to
0: look. So there are test kits ALS. that you can get from Amazon, but you know, maybe depending on where you live and the proximity of a lab like ALS you might be able to do a little better than perhaps what's on Amazon.
1: Would you just search for mold testing company or what would you look for?
0: You can do that or you can just go to my web page and click on something that I give you a link. to. How could
1: I have not mentioned that myself? (laughs) (laughs) You better slap me for that one. (laughs) Uh, What an
0: oversight. Yeah, that's that that way I got to actually put an exclamation point on. Let me make it easy for you.
1: Garth recommends the people that aren't on the shysty
0: list. Uh, Yes. And (laughs) and the equipment, you know, again, you know, if you want to do your own sample and there's nothing wrong with that and you don't want to deal with a guy who could be a shyster, you just go to the website, click on the mold sampler. Maybe I'll figure out something with ALS where I can get them to send you whatever equipment you need and who knows. what I can do, but whatever it is, it'll be there on the website. So again, when you sample outdoors, you're going to want to sample for 10 minutes at 15 liters per minute so that you have consistency and you really can compare sample A with sample B. So that's how to do the sampling. And I might actually at some point do a video uh, on how to do that. And when I do, it'll be on the website as well.
1: That's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Let's do some stories, should we? Let's go for it. So I did an inspection. Actually, this one was not an inspection. My wife, it was kind of a parade of homes sort of thing. Mm. Gorgeous home. It was in a gated community. Yes. And so uh, my wife actually brought me to that house, but it was an $800,000 home. And this was back in roughly 2002,
1: so now it would be like a million, two, million, three, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. And so pretty nice home. They had failed to heed the ten dollars $10,000 rule.
1: <laughs> Even the well-off people sometimes do that.
0: And what they had is somebody had let the rain gutter drain right next to the window well. And you know what happened next. The window well filled up, filled up the basement. It was one of those torrential rains that occasionally happens here. And we had a couple of inches of water in the basement, and the entire basement was a mold farm.
1: Oh, that's too bad.
0: So that was more than a $10,000 fix. I'm thinking it was probably more like thirty or 40000 Probably. Yeah, and then... Nice
1: expensive carpet and padding and Where
0: it was trim. for sale... Probably cost them more than that because how many buyers really want to buy a house that is or recently was a mold farm?
1: Yeah, they probably scared away their buyers with all that mold
0: history. Yeah, and then you're going to get the sharks like me that show up and say, Yeah, I'll buy that house. Give me a massive discount. Yeah, you need to hurry
1: and get out of it. So let it go for a reasonable price exactly. and I'll
0: deal with the mold. I am guilty of being that variety <laughs> of shark. Then I had a property where somebody actually called me and said, please, can you do the mold remediation? And I don't actually go hunting for that, but I did at that time. And uh, you actually had what appeared to be mold on the concrete. mm and concrete, it is not and never was an organic sort of wood material.
1: Right. So, so technically, the mold's not supposed to grow on there, right?
0: Right. So what you did have was a mildew. And what was happening there is, and there are other kinds of molds that are less interesting than than the stachybotrys, et cetera. But what was happening there is this concrete was actually part of the interior. Right. They never put any insulation on it. They never put any... Anything on it. And it was the north-facing wall, and that concrete was bringing a lot of cold air in. And it was, you've seen the lemonade that you bring outside in the summertime and how you get condensation on the exterior oh, of that cup. Okay, yes. Same thing was happening on this concrete. Concrete was really cold, the house was much warmer. You had this huge differential in the temperature between cold concrete and warm apartment air. Oh,
1: I see. And so
0: you'd have water condense on this and that was growing the mold.
1: Oh my word. So it could grow on the cement?
0: Yeah, there are strains of mold that can do that. Perfect. Not necessarily the kind that are a lung issue, but you know I don't want to go there. The bottom line was that we did have a problem and it needed to be addressed. So they paid me a couple thousand dollars to take care of that.
1: Wow. <laughs> uh,
0: but really, the long-term fix was to get that concrete covered. Right. And I recommended that to them as part of my services. So
1: concrete, cement, is that the same thing?
0: Difference between concrete and cement is that cement is basically glue. It is the very fine fiber that you buy in the bag.
1: Oh, okay. And the
0: cement is what holds your gravel and rock and water and all oh, that together.
1: okay. Where the
0: concrete is the mixture of all of the above.
1: All right. I just want to make sure I'm speaking correctly.
0: Yeah. Usually, unless you're an engineer or a uh, concrete guy, they're the same thing.
1: A lot of people call it cement, but really True. that's... It's concrete, sealed with cement, or Um, bound with cement, right? Bound together?
0: You have that cemented in your mind, it sounds like. (laughs) Then there are boxes in the crawl space that sometimes will happen, and that can also be a mold farm. If that crawl space is at all wet, uh, the boxes are going to wick that moisture up out of the crawl space. You're going to get mold, you're going to get termites, and all those other bad things. And next time you try to move those boxes... They will fall apart on you, and then you're going to be dosed with all of those mold spores that now think they're being attacked.
1: And then all your cute Christmas ornaments will be falling into the crawl space, and you'll be digging through them.
0: Yes, that and wouldn't a, be fun. A, Do you recommend point,
1: those hard plastic containers? That,
0: yeah, that is the only way to go if lids. you're going to store stuff in the crawl space. It mm. needs to be something that is not liable to, that is not organic, meaning something that originated in nature.
1: We're lucky to have those. They didn't used to have those. They had to use boxes way back when
0: that is true so yeah imagine the scenario maybe you store a box full of books in there right your books are not only rotten but now you've got to try and dispose of those and as you're disturbing that you got all that mold you need to have it's called ppe personal protective equipment Mm. so that you're not getting those mold spores in your lungs and your eyes so those little
1: white painter masks do they
0: yeah they cut it that painter mask I usually say something snarky, like you might as well be wearing a hat. Really? Yeah. It needs to be a you know, full face mask <laughs> cover, and you also need to protect your eyes, but it needs to be something with a screw-in canister.
1: So these mold spores are pretty lethal. I mean, they're maybe not lethal, but they're, they're very harmful.
0: Yeah, I don't want to go with lethal unless you've already got lung cancer. Okay. But they can certainly damage you. Okay. I, I go back to the realtor story that we talked about earlier where she thought she was going to just take care of this mold problem herself. And mm-hmm. uh, she told me that she was down for six months. Really? And, you know, I can't verify that, but that's what she told me.
1: Wow. So be careful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Be careful. We Them, try to give
1: you some do it yourself options, but sometimes it's better to get some help.
0: It, it sometimes is. You know, if you're not certain about what you're doing, sometimes it's better to hire the guy. That in itself can be the ten dollar ten thousand dollar fix,
1: you know what you're absolutely right about that some you know sometimes it's better to do what you do and just pay somebody to do what they do if they know what they're doing
0: true so we've got another story. I have a buddy who he was having trouble making ends meet mm. and he you know he'd tried one particular business and it didn't work very well for him he was starving to death and His wife was a teacher. She got an offer to teach English in Saudi Arabia.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And they took that offer because they liked to eat. And then they quickly found out that they liked living outside the United States. Really? They were treated very well. I guess they met the royalty in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, they just were, I guess, uh, the king or the prince or whatever it is there. Their son was in her class. Wow. So they got to go to all the cool castles and, you know, go to the cool parties, et cetera. And they really dug this, but they still have this home back here.
1: Right. Just and, in case they decided they want to flee to the right. good old USA. That I used think by to be. Now he has sold it
0: <laughs> and he has moved, but he didn't come back to the United States. He just, I think he's now in like Thailand or someplace Really?
1: Like that. Interesting.
0: And they're still living that sort of a lifestyle. He's, uh... Let's just say he's enjoying it. (laughs) But he called me up once because the renter that was in his house was complaining that they had a mold problem. And I went over there and it was in one of those cold storage spaces that is underneath the front porch. Ah. So you got the basement and this was another cold winter. And what was happening is that in this space underneath the front porch, you got these terrible temperatures where the concrete is 10 degrees because that's the temperature that is outside. Right. And it, again, is mixing with the warm, moist air from the house. And you get that condensation that happens on the concrete. Yes. Now you've got water on the concrete and it's running down. It's getting the shelving wet. It's getting the boxes wet. And now you've got mold.
1: And I thought that was the best way to store food is under porch special storage.
0: Yeah, units in not in cardboard boxes and not on you know you got the wood shelving that was part of the problem too okay so i went over there and i was able to confirm that we did have a mold problem and it took of digging because i wasn't experienced in that at the time but yeah i told him that he needed to do a couple things obviously the renter wanted that door closed because she kind of figured the mold was coming from there and she was right And so she wanted to provide that barrier, but the fact that she closed the door resulted in more mold.
1: Right because opening it would let the spores out. She wanted to keep them in there, but
0: right. Mm. So I told him the area needed to be heated, it needed to be vented, you know, you needed to have a fan in there so that we could move the air around a little bit and we needed to have a dehydrator in there oh. to pull the moisture out of the space. And the renter objected again because she didn't want to be paying the electrical bill for all of the above.
1: Oh, it makes sense though, right? I mean, <laughs> That's
0: right. So then he had to take care of that little issue. But, you know, after he heated it up and did the fan, got some, you know, got the stale air to stop happening, we took care of the problem. And of course, that problem only happened in the winter, basically December, January and parts of February. Wow. So that's another one of my mold stories. Something to keep an eye out for. You know, that sort of thing can just make people want to, you know, bang their head against the wall. But the answers are out there. Then I've got one more story that I think is awesome. Back in the day when I was 20-something, I was foolish enough to accept used carpet.
1: That wasn't very long ago.
0: <laughs> she's trying to be nice. To I acknowledge building. and I'm, own my oldness. I'm
1: shumming him for my new mansion that we're going to give my yeah. him a couple minutes here. Yeah,
0: she's buttering me up. <laughs> so what happens? I accepted this old used carpet from somebody else. It went into my basement. And it was free. And it was free and I thought that was cool. And then I noticed one day that I, when I went down in the basement, it was just basically a storage sort of a space in that house. And I noticed that there were flies down there and we're not talking half a dozen flies. There were thousands of flies, Really? there were more flies than you could swat ever. And uh, what had happened is this carpet had gotten wet and it was nasty anyway. Yeah. So between the wetness and the nastiness, it was drawing flies from my garage that were finding a way through the garage door.
1: So they smelt the good stuff in the carpet? Yeah, they and came smelled in for dinner?
0: the good stuff. Let's Ooh. call it good stuff. <laughs> And I actually had to vacuum those flies because I didn't want to kill them down there because, I mean... Then
1: you've got hundreds of dead flies? Then
0: I've got two inches of flies on the bottom of my foot. I can just see
1: you running around with a vacuum hose in the air trying to (laughs) grab
0: at them. So I went down there with this vacuum and I filled vacuum bags with flies. You are kidding me. And, yeah, it was highly disgusting. Wait,
1: you know, let me ask you this first. Uh Did you tear out the carpet?
0: I got rid of that carpet.
1: (laughs) Did you kill the flies first or tear the carpet out first? Oh, I
0: got rid of the flies first. Uh, you yeah, broke your own rule. I you did. know they say get rid of I the source first. Rule, but <laughs> I'm, I, I am the son of germ freaks and, and <laughs> the brother of germ freaks, and and uh, flies are flies flying, were freaking germs. you out. So yeah, we can't have the flies. I and really, in order to work, I had to have the flies Why gone. Why were
1: flies created? I mean, you know all this ecosystem stuff. There's got to be a reason for flies. Why was it? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to the old tried do they and serve? true
0: that they turn uh, stuff back into soil mm. you know maybe you've got peas out there and uh, they're <laughs> rotting and the flies are uh, you know eating that and, and then they're doing fly poop and then, and then the fly poop is soil that's, that's my best guess wow that's good so a yeah, moral of that story is you know a don't accept somebody else's used carpet and b if you do make sure that your basement is dry because i'm sure that smelled very good to the flies some of those flies were you know, never Who knows seen what was work. on that carpet? Yeah, it I was hope you weren't
1: snuggling up with your honey and kissing, laying on the carpet. Nasty.
0: <laughs> okay, and with that story, uh, let's let's create your mansion, Heidi. Back
1: to the mansion.
0: I think we're in Bora Bora.
1: We're in Bora Bora, and just you've given me this thought that I want one of those beds that has the the netting around <laughs> it. <laughs> Keeps out the
0: flies. (laughs) You don't want any flies, no mosquitoes, And definitely over the
1: water, because I hear that over the water, there are less bugs. So I just want a bug-free mansion in Bora Bora, that's all.
0: uh, Speaking of Bora Bora, I went to the Bahamas, and what nobody told me is that you don't sit on the beach in the evening. Too many bugs? There are these, uh, I forget what they called them there in the Bahamas, and I'm sure the guys that are in... You know, Virginia, South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, they're all laughing at me like everybody knows this. Are they biters? But they are biters. And it was brutal. And really? I got bit, I'm going to say maybe 20 times. My daughters got bit a few hundred times oh, because they were physically sitting on the sand.
1: And the the bugs are in the sand? They're not and flying bugs? they're in the sand
0: and they come out and they bite really? at Really?
1: Really? What about Hawaii? Does Hawaii have any of those problems?
0: That's why I love Hawaii. Really? Yeah. So this has nothing to do with (laughs) no bugs in Hawaii, huh? But if we're going to have a mansion, let's put it where we don't have biting bugs. For sure. I think that might be Bora Bora. I'm not sure.
1: Got to have one of those mesh.
0: So you got the mesh, and you're not sitting on the beach at 5 o'clock.
1: Mesh, gauze, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Billowing, billowing in the wind with the keeping all the flies and bugs out.
0: And you have, in order to keep the mold out, you have a tar paper type roof with a metal roof above it that ensures that there will never be any water in there. And then over that, we're going with the thatch.
1: The thatching is just there to look hot, you know. Yes. But, but we're protected.
0: And hot it does look. Metal
1: and roofing tar sheeting.
0: Okay. More information if you want to participate in a discussion and just talk about how well Heidi adds to the conversation. You can do that at (laughs) HomeMedicGSA.com. Yeah, talk
1: nice about me or I'll get tossed into the
0: ocean yeah or she'll go fly she'll console herself by flying I'll to make sure he takes Bora me Bora. to Bora
1: Bora and throws me in there first yeah. though you know if I have to go in the ocean that'll be you, where it if is if
0: you give her a rude on Facebook she'll take a picture <laughs> of herself in Bora Bora <laughs>
1: that's right I'll show you <laughs>
0: <laughs> finally and as always be yourself Heidi because only you get to be you
1: This is Julia McKay with your Natural Solutions tip for the day. And today we're going to give you a neti pot recipe. If you're feeling a little bit under the weather, Garth swears it saves his life on a regular basis. But if you're feeling a little under the weather, you put a few drops of some specific essential oils in a cup of very, very hot water and breathe it in. And it clears your airways and does all sorts of amazing things in helping you get well. If you'd like to know our recipe for our specific neti pot, go ahead and reach out to us at... Natural solutions at home.